Greetings to you. You've reached the Kyber Pass podcast. Interviews with improvising musicians. Brought to you, as always, by the Kyber Pass Cafe in St. Paul. Voted number one, Middle Eastern restaurant for 2019. This episode brings you Rick Ness of the trio Aerosol Pike that I've performed last week at the Kyber. Aerosol Pike comprised of three free improvising musicians Philip Mann and Ryan Reber are the other co-conspirators Rick Ness reads and percussion He took the time to sit down and share a bit of his history. The audio clip of the performance has Rick on reeds in the beginning and ending by moving over to the drum kit. After we hear that, we'll move into the interview. And here, you are.
Rick Ness, welcome Ooh. to the Kyber Pass to play tonight and to the podcast. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I'd like to get into um, is talking to improvisers. I'm interested in what goes on mm. inside a cat and uh, when they're pursuing that particular bugaboo. And you mean like while playing or, or just while playing it or? Yeah, everything about it before, mm. after, just ideally, what do you think? You know, that kind of thing. But mm. uh, we'll just kind of maybe go into a little bit of your backstory. So you're originally from South Minneapolis. All right. Still live in South Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's continuity. Yeah. 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 And you started playing music around what age? Oh, probably like 11 or something, 19, summer 1976 or something like that. Okay. And uh, played for a few years. Me and uh, a guy that I still play with in a band. Uh, and, you know, neighborhood friends. And, uh, yeah, I had to drum because I couldn't afford to buy a guitar or anything. And they bought guitars and a bass. So I guess you're the drummer. I'm like, oh. Well, so, but I didn't what, know how to drum. A, there was a drum kit there already. No, was that the no. Idea? I, actually, at that time, I, I what I did is I had a a, a plastic snare with plastic lugs, mm -hmm. plastic head. Yeah. And I had it duct taped to a barbecue stand. Mm -hmm. And then I had a tin cymbal with rivets in it hanging from a string from the ceiling. And then uh, Ashley had a a real bass drum actually that I still have and use it's a nice bass drum but mm -hmm. that was it but I couldn't play at all you couldn't play I in couldn't what play sense? a beat or anything I had no clue were you what interested to do. in doing it oh, was yeah. it just kind of like super interested yeah and so we were all learning at the same time okay and it seemed like within just a few months those guys could play chords those guys could play chords and sing a song yeah. It's and like, when are they going to figure out that I'm not even doing this? <laughs> I'm just like, how come they don't even look back and go, what are you, what are you doing? Because I didn't know. Yeah. Then finally, I had, uh, they actually bought me a, an old used drum set, and that really didn't change anything. So I did, had a four-piece set, but yeah. I, I still couldn't play anything. And then finally... You know, I used to practice uh, like half a block from my house. They'd call me up and go, where are you? Why aren't you at practice? And I'm like, I just sat down to eat. Well, you know we practice at six. Mm. You know, I'm just basically terrified to go over there because these guys are getting good. They're getting good and, and you I feel like can't you got play no anything. Lungs. Nothing. See, now when you say that, though. But it was true. I even have a tape that I can prove it. <laughs> it's true. I would like to hear that. It's actually, crazy. Like, what is? what am I doing? What? But you were like one of their lads. You guys are yeah. buddies. And it's like, they're just like, fuck it, man. Come on down. We're doing it. Yeah, but like I said, it was just like, no, they're actually, they're going to finally figure this out and have to actually get a drummer. And I was just scared. So I kind of didn't, I just 
didn't want to do it because I was scared. And finally, yeah. they just were like, they kicked me out. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's not interested. And then they got a, another drummer who could play. They played for about maybe eight months or a year, and mm -hmm. I didn't even play my drums. Mm -hmm. Then I got a call in, uh, what, early 1979. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, we're starting a new band and want to know if you want to come over and try out for drums. And I'm like, what? Um, I don't know why, but I said, okay. And uh, so I went over there. It was like between me and uh, another friend of mine who sadly passed away, Norm Rogers, last year. But uh, And so I set up my drums, and they start playing, you know, like whatever, a Clash song or whatever, and and I'm playing. Yeah. Like actually playing. And I've never played. It was like, whoa, 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 what happened? And like, wow, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take you. And I'm like, what? Well, wait a minute. You, but you hadn't practiced nope. or... Nope. I had never figured it out, and I still hadn't figured it out. For some reason, I was actually all of a sudden playing. And in a way, instead of trying to figure that out, to this day, I still kind of have the same technique that I apply toward every instrument that I play, except for guitar. I have to actually practice the guitar. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is I just listen to the guy in my head playing, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what I would like to hear being played. And then I play it, unless I am start realizing that that's what I'm doing, is that I'm playing. It's got to be that guy in my head. <laughs> so, so that's what, to this so day what? how I play. Let's say you become like an objective bystander to your own playing. That can happen. What happens to y'all when you become aware that you are playing um, and you're <clears throat> and what you're doing, sort of objectively? Um, somehow it just—it's not as good, and uh, mm. I'll be more prone to maybe making a mistake. Or wondering, or you know, like, oh sh shit, is this the, is this the second bar or the third bar? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of things like that. Your... Yeah, kind of yeah. like everything, or just even just yeah, or just my technique or any of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so, so that's how... what I kind of did, and I actually find that I do still do that, even with the horns. And mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how to play horns. I mean, technically, or you know notes or anything like that hit a b i, I is this a b no <laughs> well then don't tell me to hit a b yeah. but i mean i can i can play with people i mean i i don't know i'm just i'm listening i just mm -hmm. i listen mm -hmm. you know that's how i actually you know i mean i've been drumming more i mean i play a lot of instruments but probably drumming the most and do you think of yourself as, as a drummer? Do you think of kind of because I think, uh, well, I've been doing the longest, and mm -hmm. I, I'm definitely the best at that. I'm sure of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't think of the last time somebody called me up and said, "Hey, you really got to play guitar in my new band, or bass, or whatever." Mm -hmm. Even though, well, I mean, I get it's happened, but not for a long time. It's always mm -hmm. drum. So. so you're playing, you get in combo with your with your 
lads and how do you get from there to freeform improvisation? I mean that's a that's mm. a lot of ground to cover distance wise. Well in nineteen maybe nineteen eighty two or three, I can't remember what mm -hmm. year that was. Early eighties. Mm -hmm. The band I was in played at the entry, and... What was that called? That was Rems. Okay. And uh, we were on the same bill as Milo Fine. So, you know what? That might have been more like 84. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we played with Milo, and the, our bass player was like, Oh, man, that guy's really good, man. It's going to be some weird shit. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? And then I, you know see the setup I'm like yeah I don't know what to expect and then you know he played and it was like wow that's fucking badass I don't know what's going on mm -hmm. <laughs> you know but it's fucking badass and I really and he was doing what like a solo set uh, or did no, he, was he in combo with some yeah people? he was with uh, other people and I can't even rem remember who mm -hmm. um, I was probably Ganitka mm-hmm in fact, I'm sure it was, but I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was even, I don't even know. I, I yeah. can't remember, but um, that really, you know, when I realized that he wasn't playing written stuff, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I guess that's why I couldn't tell what was going on. Or, you know, is that a song? What do you call that? You know, I don't know. I mean, like, mm -hmm. but that it was just, you know, an emotional thing you know you get something out of it the same thing you would get out of uh, seeing your favorite band play mm -hmm. you know kind of I think but um, you know then I just started being a little bit more aware of that like I'd also you know among all the other music that I've loved the very first thing I ever listened to was big band jazz was actually the very first music I ever liked you know, but uh, you know, it took me actually quite a while. It probably took me to the early 90s to uh, even discover uh, that John Coltrane also played free, mm -hmm. you know, and then just discovering that whole thing and what that meant. Like, mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh. But for me to actually to play it, Well, Philip and Ryan and I and another friend of ours were in a band called Shitfy, and um, we would do an awful lot of just experimenting, mm -hmm. you know, an awful lot. Not in the jazz sense, just basically freaky and whatnot, who knows what, but, and then that band ended, and then we started a band called Thornbacks, which was actually the same people that was more or less based on just improvisation. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a number of songs, but like if we played live, we would only like, well, at least what I remember, we would more or less play, we'd start off with a song, and then, or maybe not, or whatever, just to mm -hmm. improvise, but if, if things just kind of fell apart or nothing really was working or whatever, then at least we'd have a song we could play. Uh -huh. So we'd try it again. Dig. 
<laughs> but you know that was like live but at, at practice it was you know 90 percent just experimental and just doing whatever mm -hmm. and then i also during that time i had bought actually during shitfi i had bought my bugle mm -hmm. at a garage sale mm -hmm. and uh you know got a clarinet you know i mean I, I buy any instruments you know anything i can get my hands on pretty much you know yeah. i'm very eager to play mm -hmm. anything so I had the horns, then mm -hmm. I found the, the sax that Philip plays, mm -hmm. and I'm like, this thing's beautiful. This thing needs a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll buy it. So I said, oh, okay, sweet. So he bought it and he got it fixed. Mm. So he started playing the sax, you know, at times, and I was like, mm -hmm. wow, that's cool. Yeah. Like, maybe I should play that bugle for more than just pulling it out for, you know, a recording, because that's, mm -hmm. you know, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I hear a horn part on this, and I just sit there and try to figure out the notes that I'm trying to play, mm -hmm. then just get that recorded, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, wow, trying to play that free, and it was just like, whoa, that's that's fun. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I feel like I can play it. Too bad I don't know what I'm doing or what the notes are or anything like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we just did that, and then Ryan bought a, a horn, and next thing you know, we're doing all horns and drums yeah. you know it wasn't anything planned or it just happened so you, you just stepped along with it yeah and your exposure initially was to milo yes to that just that idea yep and then yep. it took a long time to kind of percolate it into did. a thing that became less of a distance yeah like if you're hanging out with your cats and you're experimenting mm -hmm. pretty damn close yeah 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 that's that's very uh organic natural progression i would say yeah but yeah there's you know there's no thought into it we didn't mm -hmm. have any plans or anything like that of anything but it's just mm -hmm. that you know as you know when you're just playing and you're not, you know, going, oh, I, I'm going to play this chord or, mm -hmm. or whatever. You're not thinking about it. You're just feeling, it's, it's mm -hmm. emotion. You know, that's how I look at it. It's just like our emotion. Like, you know, I, we, the three of us hadn't even hung out for a long time. I've only seen him like, you know, a couple of times in the last year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so like, uh. I don't even have like an embouchure built up for my trumpet or anything like that, you mm -hmm. know. So, but it it seems like it doesn't matter when we play because it's just like a motion, mm -hmm. and it, you know, it can even be like uh, we're just having conversations, you know, when we're playing or or even arguing or whatever. So how does that go? Like, <laughs> so it's just a, mm -hmm. with things like, you know, embouchure. Uh, You don't, so you don't like practice when just on your own. You don't play or kind of very keep up little, your, uh huh. Very little because I'm so busy doing other things. Big, yeah. You know, it's like I just don't have time. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I have a tenor sax that I bought last year mm -hmm. that I love immensely, but it has a really nice mouthpiece on it. And it could be just that I guess you know, I'm a beginner. You know, mm -hmm. as far as you know, a player goes or whatever, mm -hmm. that it seems like uh, 
all of a sudden I can't get a sound out of it. Like, I don't know if it's the read I'm using or whatever. It's like I start playing and it's like, oh, that's great. Oh, man, I love this thing. Love this thing. Set it down. Yeah. Start playing something else. Come pick mm -hmm. that up and I can't blow out of it. Like, well, try to adjust the, the read yeah. and stuff. Oh, there it goes. Ah, what, what? So I, I don't and know. it's gone and then it's I'm not sure then. if that's just that, you know, it's a different mouth. Because the alto, I, can, I don't have to play that thing. I can just pick it up and play it. Yeah. No it's, problem. Or the clarinet. Yeah. But, but maybe that's different. Finicky. I have no idea. I really I don't. don't know. I have no idea because it's still new to me. But mm -hmm. in the brass thing, though, I have definitely, you know, because I have a trombone and a trumpet and the, the bugle. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you uh, if you don't have an Ebersher kind of built up there, you, lips turn to pudding pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. You, know? you just get blown out. Oh, yeah. And then you start you shaking get, and your yeah. lips are quivering and you're like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then you know I'll be doing that playing with Milo or whatever I, yeah. I just got done playing this thing and then he'll yeah. kind of be like solo <laughs> and you're like yeah go on man okay. get in it what am I going to do now you know and he's like yeah that was a really cool solo <laughs> it was like just try really hard okay wait a second oh god oh, <sighs> oh yeah I hit a note oh god yeah <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. I don't know I mean you know kind of sarcastic about that but yeah you know what i mean it's, i hear you yeah so i don't really know uh so it sounds like you take a relaxed natural yep. attitude like very much having hung with the other two players uh but it's just like hanging out with somebody oh, you yeah. don't you don't practice a conversation at home exactly when, well i do actually i <laughs> write it out and I memorize it but you like to just step into it then, and very much like you think of it, you mentioned conversation and yeah, emotion and uh, well, it's also I you know I'm we're such we're such close friends too that even though I haven't you know I haven't seen them mm -hmm. in quite a while, it's not like it's an, any awkward moment, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. Well, it's like when I see Milo, you know, it's like it's just like I just saw him yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, some some friends you run into, it's like wow, you know. You just start talking, and it, and it just seems like you just saw him last week, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, man, it's been thirty years mm -hmm. since we've talked. But you just yet, right there. And then other people, you know, you haven't seen for five years, and you mm -hmm. don't even have a clue what to say. Yeah. You're like, well, geez, this is awkward. I mm -hmm. really wish I wasn't here right now. And mm -hmm. it's not because I don't like that person. Mm -hmm. It's just you can see that something is different. Like, yeah, I don't know what that is, but yeah. That's metaphysics, man. That no one knows. Oh, okay. That I think maybe but, it could be. I, I yeah. Well, but I it's not we, just that I. It's not just that I like to, you know, not practice and then just mm -hmm. step into it. And that's not true. I would mm -hmm. like to practice more, and when we we will, but mm -hmm. you know, it's not practicing like a, a normal band, obviously. Right. You know? Right. But. Uh, it's just being comfortable, mm -hmm. really. If we're comfortable, I don't even necessarily mean but uh, just musically comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. Yeah, and then you feel that everything else is going to be fine. It. Yeah, yeah. If you if things are feeling not that way, yeah, it's you, tough. Then if you I might can't tighten up, become awkward. Yeah. Or, if, yeah. if I can't express emotion somehow, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, well, you know, when you play, <laughs> this just comes out of you. It's just like, 
release like you know oh my god like you know like somebody who like frantically does a painting and finishes it in an hour and they're done and they're just soaking wet and sweat and they're just yeah. like ah you know it's like mm -hmm. yeah you needed that you know mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. and if you don't have that feeling of uh emotion or communication or something like that then it's really difficult mm -hmm. that's I think. a key element for you then i that's when i start realizing that i it's like jeez i really wish i knew you know chord structures and and notes Mm -hmm. all of a sudden oh right but i don't feel like i have to know any of that stuff you know right you know i've played with people that are extremely musically educated that really like playing you know with me or us mm -hmm. and i just think that's like huh i don't i don't get that but mm -hmm. it must just be i don't know is it the emotion it certainly isn't well, like uh you know like nobody's gonna say, "Wow, yeah, that, that Rick, man, that guy, man, he plays the shit out of the sax." <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, they're not gonna say that. You're not a shredder. No. But, but there's a. Because I've pondered on this topic quite a bit, and I believe it's because the things that you're talking about that you do that are important to you and that make your playing happen those are the things that can't be really taught mm. they're not available at a music school hmm. yeah you can't go in and take classes in how do you teach free <laughs> yeah and and i think it that appeals to people that are more trained and have woodshedded and because that is an element that in some ways either you have it or you don't mm. that's the musicality part and I remember for me playing the first time with in that kind of setting with people that didn't like know how to play as mm -hmm. far as technically what they were doing or what a note was or what meter or any of that mm -hmm. and I remember the first time that I played in that vibe everything that in that setting that I knew how to do just sounded like children's music hmm. just like it was just nonsense compared to what was happening and I think that, I don't know I've I, I think that's what it is. It's the, it's that genuine soul that's mm. happening, as opposed to, well, here's a run that I know, and I can mm. play it really yep. well, and with feeling, but it's different. So, well, I also remember, um, I can't remember if it was trees or santa's lap that i was in but we played shows with tvbc oh yeah oh yeah and i remember wondering like how much of what you guys were doing was strictly written and how much per song was spontaneous because mm -hmm. i couldn't tell mm -hmm. you know i couldn't tell and i was just like 
and that's part of that. So, mm -hmm. how much of it was uh, spontaneous? Oh, we had. I mean, that was a, a rock trio mm -hmm. in just like big <laughs> in the big terms of what was happening, but we were. We had we would have some things that were completely the whole thing from the beginning to end. Yep. I remember thinking about those like an escalator ride. Like you get on it and it just has one place it's gonna go and you don't get off of it. You know, it's just a piece of music. Everything is fucking structured. Oh, I see. So we had some like that and then we had other ones where it would be just a beginning form mm -hmm. yeah and then free okay and so we would go in between those two realms mm -hmm. and have different degrees of structure versus okay being able That's... to just flow and get into it and that was always a, an important became a more and more important thing to me where you know yeah that's where the shit was for me eventually mm -hmm. and the other was not very musically rewarding because playing a set tune that just goes through mm -hmm. all its changes mm -hmm. and there's no real improvisation other than just a smidge you know yeah. Of, yeah. but yeah. so that's that's what that combo was like I mean between those two things and eventually uh, really focused more on the latter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm sorry I don't remember that, but, I, you know, that was so long ago. Oh, and, yeah. And, and uh, it's hard to remember stuff like that for me. Yeah. But... My whole uh, life's been music, so I kind of remember all of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all that I've done. Uh -huh. It's all that's ever mattered, really. So oh, yeah. I same do here. remember it all. Yeah. yeah. Can't think of how many times, you know. Last year I was talking to Robert Wilkinson and telling him, yeah, yeah. You gave us our first chance uh, at a bar, and I told him the whole story. What bar was that? Duffy's. Oh, God damn. 1980, what, January? Early '81. That was the first but, yeah. actual club I ever played in mm. in combo. Mm. That was before that trio, and okay, it yeah. was at that. And just because you say it, and then it gets me pumped up. Because, mm. but I remember that's the first sound system I ever played through. Ah, yeah. And I'm standing yep. there. I have my guitar, and I'm used to what my amp does. Mm -hmm. But then I play. And the shit comes out, man, yeah. of a real PA. Body shaking. Oh, yeah. That was it. <laughs> it's like me. Yes. I <laughs> yeah. didn't know. I got to get one of these there. from the basement. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know about it. Yeah. And that was the same place. And let me say a thing, because now it's coming back. That yep. I remember loading in, like at five or six. The strippers were going. Strippers on the bar. Yeah. Like there was a regular bar that you would sit at with stools mm -hmm. and all that, and then strippers doing it. 
Yeah. Uh, in that thing, and I'm like, wheel, we're wheeling in our shit. You're like, rrr, 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 you know, and then somebody's <laughs> yep. like taking all their clothes off. Yep. That was so fucked up, that scene. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cena, I, I don't really talk with yeah, and people I was that only, what, existed was inside like of that. 15 at the time, too, so. You know, yeah. It was that. Yeah, that was really something. Yeah. It's funny. You're right, though, about the PA. I remember the first time that they said, "Okay, now the snare." Dude, you had to just die. I'm like, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. What? No. Yeah. yeah. And then the guitar. Yeah, it was just like. I'm telling you, man. I'm still chasing that feeling. It's like, jeez. The very first time you. Oh yeah, damn! I've never actually thought about that. You know, that's funny you brought that up. Yeah, but it's that first time you're in uh, like a an actual place as a PA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fucking hell, man! Yep. That's great that you uh, that I can hear about that from you and remember that because mm-hmm. uh, it was a long time ago. And oh yeah. Most people are real young and they don't remember stuff like that. It's way before yeah. their time. So I was saying, like, we we're talking to Wilkinson about that. And he's like, yeah, I just, you know, I was doing a lot of coke back then or whatever. He's like, I just don't, I'm sorry, I just don't remember anything. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, uh, but, you know, he's, he's, he's a very nice guy. Uh-huh. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that I've brought stuff up. They just have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, the first time I saw you was at the Longhorn. You're like, what? Yeah. I don't know if our band ever played. Yeah. Yeah, you did. It was like the third <laughs> time I ever was there. I had to sneak yeah. in. I was 15. Yeah. Like, really? Oh, we did uh-huh. play there? Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to think about that. Uh, those times and from, you know getting some early performance stuff in that kind of era in that setting is uh it's just cool to think about Hmm. those old times like that and then where you know the cats that made it through and are still playing and and being it's interesting to see where they end up or what develops. What, I agree. What is kept, what's abandoned, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's kind of... makes me wish I was more social back then. Because mm. I didn't really know people or, that were musicians, you know? St. Paul, very oh, isolated right. fucking dude. And uh, I still kind of am, but... Well, on that last uh, Duffy's tip, I think we'll end it so I can let you get set up sure. and do sure. all your thing. Thanks for taking your time. I'm looking forward to hear you uh, play. Oh, good. We're looking forward to playing. Rick Ness. Our interview this week. I'm your host, Paul Metzger. Moving through areas. Nostalgic. Touching on topics unusual to the podcast. R.E. 
strippers. Unexpected once again. I hope you could dig the interview and the others that have been presented. Please feel free to share these interviews and the podcast with people you think may share the interest. Feeling midstream. Traveling together forward through time. The spontaneity of each moment revealing itself. Entering being and floating downstream. Improvisation. The focus of the Kyber Pass podcast, where each week an improviser sits down with us. Good night.